Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. This is the Rich Eisen Show. His first Super Bowl was the 9-11 Super Bowl. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'll tell you what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. The Rich Eisen Show. Brady goes out there and wins the Super Bowl. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports Rules Analyst Mike Pereira. Coming up, Tampa Bay Times Bucks writer Rick Stroud. Plus, your phone calls and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yep, our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air here on the Roku channel. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Uh, get that phone number handy. We're, got, we're, we're, we're about to do what uh, we say in the radio business is a call to action which is uh, come up with a concept, an idea, and say you chime in and you give us yours. React to us. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think you'd go hacksaw with me uh, at the top of the show. Uh, But at any rate, um, we're we're, we're having a lot of fun here. Hour number one, we talked with Mike Pereira, the head of uh, NFL refs from back in the day, about what we just saw um, this past weekend. So many people still talking about the officiating. Andy Reid is talking right now. Uh, his first press availability, uh, press-wide availability, um, since winning the AFC Championship game. I mean, and, and I'd imagine today's the last day he's asked about Mahomes' ankle, right? What's to ask him about? Okay, that looked pretty damn good uh, in the freezing cold. Now he's going to be indoors in Arizona. Interestingly enough, uh, the, uh, the season ending for the Chiefs where it began, if you remember... Week one for the Chiefs was the boat racing of the Arizona Cardinals, where it was like prior to kickoff, all the concept that even I took this cheese a little bit by saying the Chiefs wouldn't win the division but still make the playoffs. No Tyree Kill. How's this offense going to look? They, they, I mean, to say they smoked the Arizona Cardinals, they filleted them, they smoked them, however you like your ribs is how they, they cooked them up. And uh, it began the whole season downward spiral for the Arizona Cardinals. Both, by the way, the Eagles and Chiefs beat the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona this year. And I guess they both measured the drapes and checked on, uh, on, on the way things will look in that room for themselves for Super Bowl 57. And um, that's part of the reason why J.J. Watts, our first guest next week, he played them both. Played them both. He's now a retiree sitting there in Arizona. I think he tweeted at Tom Brady saying that the, the tea time is 10 a.m. Every single, every single day. Be out there. Be there. Be square. And he and Tom are going into the Hall of Fame together. Kind of will ask great. J.J. about that. Yeah. So much to talk about right. with J.J. next week. But, um, you know. And then we had Joe Banner on yesterday saying this could be the first of many times these two teams face each other in the Super Bowl. That they're, that they're built in a way to last. They've got dynamic young quarterbacks who can run and pass. Um, and 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 have uh, hearts of lions to to lead, uh, defensive players who can affect the game, uh, offensive players who can flip the field, and, and coaches who are pretty darn smart and dynamic with their um, with their offenses, and so um, there's that potential for a groundhog day in that front. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here uh, on the program. Uh, let's take a, a phone call, for, uh, waiting for a while. Our friend Jeff in Detroit. What's up, Jeffrey? How you been? What's going on, Unc? What's going How's on? everything, yes. fellas? What's on uh, your phone? First of all, I, and while you were sitting there talking to Mike, 
something just dawned on me. When a coach messes up, he has to get in front of a microphone and explain himself. If a player messes up on a play, he has to get in front of a microphone. Why doesn't a referee have to do the same? If he makes a blown call or something like that, if the NFL trusts your judgment enough to put you in charge of the game and making a play that could possibly cost a person a game, then you should be able to get in front of a microphone and justify why or why not you did something and or say, hey, I made a mistake. How many times have coaches had to do that? I think referees should have to do the same, at least in playoff situations. Well, um, but before you move on, before you move on to what mm-hmm. else you wanted to ask, Jeff, uh, just to hit on that, uh, all leagues uh, make a lead official after a game, certainly when there's a controversial call, uh, available for one pool reporter to ask a question or a series of questions of the official, and they do have to account, but it is not in some mass press conference mosh pit. It is just one person, member of the media, who has chosen that night prior to the game to be the pool reporter talking to the official. That's all that it's any league. The NBA, you see it. The NFL does it. I think Major League Baseball does it as well. That's the way leagues handle it. They don't want to put their officials out there in front in the same manner that you say uh, a coach or a player has to take account. That's just the way it goes. So what else is on your mind? Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit. Thanks for clearing that up for you me. Got too. I wanted to talk a little bit about Brady. 43.4%. That's the percentage that that man was in Super Bowls. 23, 23 years playing. Went to 10 Super Bowls, won seven That's of them. That's crazy. He's an example of what you're perceived as, working to what you want to become. Extraordinary. Didn't have extraordinary gifts physically or anything like that. And it's possibly going to be the best thing that we've ever seen on a football field, which started us kicking around a conversation in, in a barbershop. Mm-hmm. We said to ourselves, what if, and this is just you know pure, pure, purely hypothetical, what if Michael Vick had the work ethic, mm. study, and discipline of Tom Brady. Where What would we say about him in history? Because he had all of the physical gifts, but, you know, everything else kind of, you know, the on-field situations with Michael Vick. Where would he be if he had that type of discipline Great. and that work ethic that that man had? Great question. Thanks for the call, Jeff. I mean, Jim Mora whew, once one. told me, you know, he told this story. Was it on this show or was it was it on NFL Network? I, thankfully, they all – mesh together is that when when he was coaching Vic and saw that Vic wasn't um I guess showing the attributes that our friend Jeff in Detroit just said uh Brady showed and had Vic had the difference so the coaches knew that and once upon a time gave Vic a DVD, interestingly enough, as you remember, the Duck It Done Vic years um, was called DVD. They gave him a DVD and they said, all these plays, you need to look at them. This is exactly what we think you can do to get better. And he put a $100 bill in it. And Vic gave it back to him the next day. And he's like, I watched it all, coach. And he goes, good. Let's go over it later on. Sure, no problem. And he got the DVD back and he opened it up and the $100 bill was still in there. He hadn't watched it. So you can't teach it. I mean, you can try. I mean, you leave the so-called horse to water, but can't make him drink. And I think Vic has admitted that too. And we, as we all know, you know, he's come on the air and he's, 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 he's admitted to that. 
You could say that, and, and, and I'm not going to go down the road of, well, I think this current player should take note. I mean, we can all sense who's out there right now and has some incredible physical attributes and may not be up to their potential. But you either wake up with it or you don't, as I think Brady showed. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. It is Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day, so Punxsutawney Phil emerged from his crevasse. What is it? Uh, his home? His little, his little, his little hole emerged? Yeah, little hole. He kind of got pulled out, right? Okay. He doesn't emerge. Hole, hole okay. And he saw his shadow. <sighs> how, can they tell, how can they tell that this beast has seen his shadow? I don't, I don't, I don't know. They know? Sounds like a scab. Anyway. <laughs> they said he it's saw his shadow. Oh, no, Chris, it's very accurate. Very yeah, accurate. Which means six exactly. more weeks of winter. But I'm like you, TJ. I believed this for so many years <laughs> of my life. Like, oh, my God, this groundhog is going <laughs> to snow some more? Six we more weeks. And it's, so it's at six weeks past what they're, the date Yes, by which it, it, it you turn from winter to spring. Is it that, that official solstice? Is that what it is? No, I think it's from today. No, That's no, no. a good question. Is that mean six more question? weeks from when you no. thought it was going to end? Or yeah. six weeks from today? See, if he didn't see a shadow, then winter's over on the spot. Yeah. The first week of February. No, no, no. Oh, that means early spring. No. But. I, I, who the it's hell knows, good. right? But at any rate, as you are currently doing right now, you're watching the brilliant film. On, yeah. The yeah. brilliant Bill Murray fronted so good. film. Okay. Um that uh, was was directed by Harold Ramis, yes. who a lot of people may remember. He was in Ghostbusters. He had the glasses on. He was also Egon. Bill Murray's friend in Stripes. And he wrote, I believe he wrote this and directed this film. But at any rate, it's brilliant. Wakes up, lives the same day over and over and over again until he gets his life straightened out and then lives out the day in, a, in the most positive way possible and wakes up the next day. So, Chris, yes, I have a question for you <laughs> and everyone else out there at 844-204-RICH, number to doll. If you could relive one sports day Ooh. in your life, what day would that be? And I will give, that, oh, give that to you first. What's the one day? I had a lot of great sports days. You know, just professionally, my team's won a lot mm-hmm. in the last 20 oh, years. God. You guys have heard all that. Oh, sort of like Rich's um, basketball team. That's even, true. Fantasy oh, basketball. Even, yeah. even college. You know, Syracuse won a national title in 2000. So you have a lot to choose from. I have a lot to choose An from. An embarrassment of riches. There was the day I hit seven threes in a high school game. It could be that uh, if you'd like. was a school record for a long time. <laughs> the Al Bundy of Maine uh, prep. I even threw athletics. a game-winning touchdown pass in overtime field? once, and I took my helmet off and ran around the field like Brett Favre. But I'm going to choose the most recent of my sports team's championships. The fourth Boston Red Sox World Series title, October 28th, 2018. Why might you ask? Well, it was the only one I was in person for. Okay. It was out here in Los Angeles, game five on a Sunday. Uh, I went to the game. And more importantly, it was who I went with. I went with my uh, longtime friend, one of the first friends when I moved to Maine when I was 12. Nice. Uh, He was my college roommate. We played sports together in high school. He was my college roommate. And then he was my roommate out here in Los Angeles for eight years. And so him and I went to the game together, uh, both obviously diehard Red Sox fans. And we watched him win the game. It was awesome. Right down to Chris Sale striking out Manny Machado to end the game. It now, was fantastic. Now, the question I have for you, because this is Groundhog Day, and you'd be reliving it over and over and over again. Yep. Would you at one point go up, run out on the field? Because you know you're going to – it starts oh, yeah. from scratch the next day. You're not going to wind up in jail. Yep. 
Would you run out on the field, go up to Mookie Betts, and say to him, you can't leave. leave. I know you're looking around here. By the way, this is where you will go to. You cannot leave no matter what, just in case you do wake up the next day. It is the next day, and you... You save Mookie Betts from leaving. Would you do something uh, like that? One thousand percent. I will probably do that every single time, just to really drive home the point. I also probably run out into the to the stands yes. in left field where Steve Pierce's uh, first inning home run lands. I'll probably catch that. Okay. Uh, I might even. I might knowing that Manny Steve Machado Pierce. is going to swing at such a terrible pitch to end the game. I'll probably rip the ball away from Chris Sale and throw it in the dirt because I know that he's going to swing and Jeez, miss. This he's guy. pretty terrible. So I, just so I can get the game-winning save, okay. I'll do all of those things. But yeah, you'd, you're right. you'd hope to you'd hope to prevent Mookie from actually staying. That would in probably Los be Angeles. the most important. Yeah, I don't think that that would help. Yeah. I don't think it would stop it. You never know. <laughs> Good try, Thanks Mike. What's yours? What, what? Sorry, what's yours, Mike? We actually spoke about mine yesterday. Uh-huh. Uh, Super Bowl Thirty Six. I would love to go back that day when. The Patriots and Tom Brady won their first right. of the many Super Bowls. Look at you on the left. And what's great is that. Oh, my gosh. I took that in the. I did not go on the field the entire week. I had a right. big, like, you can't go on the field thing until the morning of the game. You mean your own personal superstition? People okay. told me because right. it's your first Super Bowl. Okay. You're doing. You got to wait. That Monday, that Sunday, I went out. It was like one of those, yeah, like, you can't go out. In the same way that Took when that, we do COVID testing here every week, you've got to be the last, last one to one. test because I'm otherwise you're going to have it. Like okay, that. got it. So that upright that I took that picture on right. is right is the upright that Vinatieri kicks the ball to win it. And of course, you two and Paul and McCartney. Two, I, would, being I, would have, I would change a lot of things those what days. Would you I, do? Did not, I did not leave the truck for halftime because I do the halftime show. But this is Groundhog Day, wouldn't you? I would go to see you two on the field, which I didn't get to see. I watched on the. But you can monitor. go up to Bono. Like you'd go, you up go up to on the, field, go on, on the field, on the stage, like and just play go, guitar. I would go on the field. You could take also, Edge's guitar away and actually, start that's playing. not how Groundhog Days work. It's you'd have to do the same thing that you did that day. Well, at some point, as you know, no, in the movie, in the Bill movie, Murray yeah. starts driving. He drives and he's driving angry, right? I mean, yeah. one yeah. point. He learns how to play piano. He stole I, the groundhog. Yeah, but I mean, this isn't back in the future. We're not changing the, Catch Brady's, the future. Like, get the no, this is Groundhog Day. Yeah, groundhog Day, you can do whatever you yeah, want. Exactly. It doesn't matter. When you wake up, it's the same day again. Then you yeah. get your life right, and yeah. at right some back. point, you're moving on. But you know, get to relive it over and over again. I until smashed then. the really nice watch, a Breitling watch. Oh, take I your watch not, off. I would take, my, I would take okay, the watch good. off. I destroyed a Breitling. Brockman. Right, you could run on the field and catch a touchdown. I would have caught Vinatieri's field goal. You could hear Summerall going, who is this guy on the field? I don't know. Touchdown. Uh, Pat, maybe they should I play I for overtime. I would have tried to get the first ball. Wait a minute. It's that guy, that sound guy that always comes up to me whose name I don't remember. <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> what do you got over there, TJ? What's yours? I, I thought we were talking about you know sports memories. This yes, guy's talking about watches and busting watches. No, and I thought we were talking about pro yes, sports. He's talking about hitting seven threes in a rec league game. It wasn't I, rec. I, high school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, you know, I, 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 I've been fortunate <laughs> enough to uh, be alive. For four of my team's Super Bowl wins, nice. three I do remember. Um, you know, one basketball, couple ba- one baseball. Uh, but you know, if I was going to say if there's something I could go back and relive, it would be time spent with my grandfather because that was my best friend, and we, you know, we watched baseball together, and yes. I learned how to like, you know, really read by reading box scores to him from Dodger games. Nice. So, 
He's the one who got me obsessed with wrestling. So I would say to go back to March 29th, 1987, look at, at that. the Jaffa Mosque oh, in Altoona wow. oh. on closed circuit TV before they had pay-per-view. Me and my grandpa went and watched WrestleMania three and in front of 295,000 people in the Silver Dome, Hulk Hogan slammed Andre the Giant. And it was the greatest thing that ever happened in wrestling. So I would go back and just relive that moment with my grandpa because that was awesome. In the Silver Dome? Yeah, that's where, that's, where it was. that's where it was. Over now, yeah. ninety thousand people. Well, I mean, the, the attendance varies anywhere from ninety thousand to yeah. like one hundred and fifty thousand, depending on. <laughs> sure, the, right. I just said two hundred. Remember, they used to have people. that curtain, like the yes. pro, like yes. huge, like probably the largest curtain <laughs> ever, right? to curtain <laughs> off half the stadium, probably for WrestleMania. Yeah, they, they, that curtain wasn't there that day. But oh no, just, no, not that day. But okay. for me, it was just like you know, me and my grandpa to share those to go back and just like. You know, watching a baseball game with nice. him or watching basketball with him. And he's a guy who, like, he'd predict things. We were watching the Buster Douglas-Mike Tyson fight. Oof. He called in the fourth round that Mike Tyson was going to lose the fight. And I was, I'll never forget it. I was like, are you out of your mind? Mike Tyson can't lose. And he <laughs> lost. You know, he, he, he'd predict stuff. So, I don't know. But going back at that moment would be pretty dope. I like it. Well, like, my, my moment uh, does involve the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would... If I could choose a sports moment to live over and over and over again, the day it would be would be the day Michigan beat your oh, Seton Hall Pirates. I was there. Okay. Oh. It would be the day that Glenn, Glenn Rice, Rice oh. you know, shot the lights out. Oh. He was the most outstanding player of the tournament. Oh. Ramil Robinson made the free throws. Oh. And and it's the reason why, game. first of all, I'd, I'd be back in college. I was about to say, you were there. Number right? one, yeah. I was in college. Well, that night... I, had a, I watched the game with my fraternity brothers in my fraternity, but earlier in the day, I had drawn the short straw at the Michigan Daily, the greatest student publication <laughs> in the history of higher learning. Um, I, I was part of the um, sports editor group that wasn't at the game, and I drew the short straw of locking the newspaper up. So I had to take in the copy from Seattle, edit it, and make sure that the newspaper locked so I was running to there as everyone else was running to the to center celebrate. of campus to celebrate. I was like a salmon going upstream. <laughs> and I wasn't, you know, drinking at the fraternity house like the rest of my fraternity brothers. But you had one or two, I bet. I, I don't know. I mean, huh? I, no, I, I had a job to do, you know, like yeah. I. And so I would go back and if I had to relive it over and over again, I would get bombed. Okay, one time I would totally like screw the newspaper and just go to the center just to see what the celebration was like. Another time I get bombed, I'd probably find that one girl I was too afraid to ask out, you know, just to help, you know what I mean? Just go for it and just go, just go for it. Since I was, you know, another time I'd probably rip out one of those uh, parking meters and throw it, you know, like everyone else was doing that night. Oh, yeah. I'd go back to college and just keep reliving oh. that night over and over and over oh, again. Whatever. Yeah, I you mean, know? I, that I, was, and, and that was my first taste of of winning in a big championship in college. I'm still. How long did it still, take you to finish work before you could then go oh, join God, the celebration? It was over. Oh, really? Yeah. They party all night. Uh, TJ, it was on the West Coast. Yeah. So, like, you know, the game, the game didn't end till like midnight. Yeah. And then the copy would come in after the press. I think I got home at like three in the morning that night. Wow. Yeah. And this was back in the day when they had to like set the type. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, and oh, run yeah. the press. Run the press. And that smell. But I would relive that just so I could be back in college. You know, I'd go say hello to Desmond. 
when he was a freshman. You know, I mean, I'd, 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 I'd live my best life back in college one more day, over and over and over again. You think we need one more? Thank you. All right, we'll get one All more. All right, here's one more. Mike, I know yours was very heartfelt. Yes. Uh, but here it is. This is, I think, collectively, this is the day we, we, we prefer to all live together just to see if this is true or not. Go up there on the screen. It's uh, the day that Mike oh. Del Tufo invented oh, the K-Corner, uh, April Absolutely. 19th, 1984. We would want to go there just <laughs> to see Mike Del Tufo, if you are telling us the truth. I showed you the, the, chase, the article from the New York Times. You showed us the New York Times did quote you as saying that Who you were is? in charge of the K-Corner, but you didn't create it. No, I told you I never created it. These guys, other guys Yeah, the did. other guys left, and Mike left. is still and there. So I would go there just to tell these guys, don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> the New York Times is about to get here. There's a reporter parking his car right now. You're the one who's been bringing these backward K's for Dwight Gooden starts. Don't leave. Okay? You've been schlepping here to Queens on the 7 train with your backward K's and your frontward K's against the Phillies, against the Padres. The Times is about to come and do a story on you, and you're leaving, and you're going to let this Jamoke from New Jersey take the credit. I would have gone in the outfield and caught Gary Carter's winning home run. There you go. <laughs> At the end of the game. Yeah, now that I think about it, I might have done different things now that my mind is now racing. All right, racing. See, there you go. All right. You know. Okay. I, well, I, I still did love the Andre Hulk Hogan moment, but still you, two you're hours talking about going back to college? There's still, still two, two hours, hours left on the show. And, and you give us yours. What, what's your Groundhog Day moment that you'd like to relive? 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the show. Well, when we come back, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, let's get him on the phone. We're a little late for him, but hopefully he'll understand. We'll talk Tom Brady and so much more with him in a moment. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% 
on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, the Rich Eisen Show desk. That's what I'm sitting at. Furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Our friend from the Tampa Bay Times, Rick Stroud, is back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Rick? Sorry we're a little late. We were talking about Groundhog Day and what day you'd want to relive. You know, you know, if we could change it, Rich, I got one. I swear to God this happened. Uh, one of my better friends at the time, best friends, whatever, made a play on a girl I was dating. Yep. And then we got in a fight, and he broke my nose. And then that night, my dog died. It was like a country music song. It was like it was the weirdest thing. It was literally that was a day I'd like to relive. Yeah, well, no, my God, you don't want you don't want to relive that, Rick. There's going to be something. I want to change the outcome. I don't know if oh. I can save the dog, but I want to change the outcome. Okay, all right, very good, understood. Uh, but I, I got to tell you, your nose looks great on the photograph we have up on the screen. Just so you understand, <laughs> understand. Yeah, it's well. all good. It's all worked out. I met your wife. I know you know your life looks great. Uh, all yeah, right, no, everything's fine. Great, yeah. fantastic. So. Uh, uh, were you, let's put it this way, were the Bucks caught surprised by Brady's video yesterday? Uh, I don't know about the video. They were told two hours or so before that. They, I think they're surprised by the timing. I think they thought, uh, you know, he had said he was going to take a little more time this year uh, than he did. And he actually, you know, it was Groundhog Day, right? February 1st again. So from that standpoint, maybe a little bit and disappointed a little bit, but surprised. I mean, Rich, if you lived what you know, what what Brady experienced, and like we saw him every day, and I know people in the organization were much closer to it than even we were, uh, coaches and whatnot. Um, it, it was a lot, you know. It, it was he suffered, and and all that went on in his personal life, trying to prepare. Um, you know, the football team wasn't good enough for him uh, to to excel in a lot of areas, and. It, it was just really a heavy lift, and you know, I, I'm I'm not surprised because I and we talked about this when I talked to you last time. I, I really think that maybe the best, possibly the only option, was becoming going back to Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And you know, he was disappointed in how things went, and probably disappointed a little bit. And Todd Bowles probably really disappointed in the offensive line. They they fired a bunch of coaches. He'd have to come in, learn a new system. That's not a big deal, but. Um, you know, all that considered, was you know, was he going to go out west? You know, according to his dad, I read a, a column in, in the Boston Globe where his dad said he, he decided a week ago, well, that would have been before Brock Purdy got hurt. Um, I, I obviously didn't change his mind. So, you know, it seemed like he was sort of running out of options, and, and it was just a really, really hard year for him. Um, so I'm happy if uh, if he's happy with his decision. I'm, it, it doesn't surprise me. People around him, mm-hmm. and I had written this, uh, really thought he was going to play. They thought it was very likely he would play again. So do we know what caused him to sit on the dune and flip the fo- <laughs> flip the phone around and, and, and hit send on the video? Do we, do we know uh, at all? Rick, what do you think? No, I just... I'd love to be the person that was watching Tom Brady like walking by. Hey, that, remember that day we saw him out? Yeah, he was actually retiring that day. Right. I was um, saying it's like I, some seventy-five-year-old former teacher from New York who you know <laughs> who moved down there with his metal detector looking for some precious metals, and like, oh my goodness, look who this is! You know, like, you know, could yeah. be one of those. Look like one. Look like one take to me. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Um, 
No, I don't, you know, again, nothing, nothing Tom does is spontaneous really at this stage of his life. Um, and I, I love the way he did it. I love that it was simple and, and, you know, less than a minute and, and he let himself get emotional and into his feelings a little bit so we could see that. But, um, I don't know that there was a, you know, an actual tipping point, so to speak. I just, I just think that probably rich, he probably was headed that way during the season. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll never go. I mean, you go back to the scene after the Ravens game. Yep. They lost two games in four days, and they were three and five. And honest to goodness, you know, felt for the guy. I mean, he sat there literally in full uniform with his head between his legs and not talking, not acknowledging anybody. Blaine Gabbert was sitting there trying to talk to him and didn't didn't get up for like 20, 25 minutes. And then, you know, the next day his divorce was final. You know, he announced his divorce. And so – you know, I, that was the low point. He he certainly bounced back from that. When you saw the weight loss, you saw so much stress on this guy, um, and he battled, man. He he just battled, and he got him in there. He got him back in the playoffs. Um, this has been a magical run in Tampa. Uh, he said he wouldn't change anything. I think there's some things he definitely would change, especially in the last year. Um, but what are those? You know, I think we have. To, what are those, Rick? Well, what well, I, I think. <laughs> I think he would. I think he would probably want a better football team, you know. And and I don't listen. I'm not blaming those guys. I mean, I think Jason Light did whatever Tom sort of wanted him to do. But you know, once Ryan Jensen went down, that that took a huge bite out of their offensive line. Sure and then he did. had the retirement of Ali Marpet. And listen, you know, think about the teams he played for here in Tampa. But the ones he wound up playing for last year or playing with last year. You know, no Gronk, no Antonio, you know, no AB, no Antonio Brown. I mean, regardless of his you yeah, know, no. insanity at the end there, he was a hell of a player. Um, you know, no Ali Marpet. Um, you can go down the line. You know, they, they lost Alex Kappa to free agency. I mean, there's a lot of things that occurred, and that football team was not very good. Um, and so I think he might have, you know, misjudged what, what they were building. And there were some bad breaks along the way, you know, with, with Godwin coming off an ACL, with Julio Jones getting hurt in the first week and, and all that stuff. But, yeah, I, I think he probably – and obviously he regrets having to, you know, miss 10 days of training camp. I mean, that's, that's a, that is not the best recipe to get, you know, uh, in sync with your receivers and, and uh, some new guys that have come aboard. And it's just not the way Tom Brady works. It's just not the way he's prepared. So – I think all of that is, is is probably something he would change. Tampa Bay Times, Rick Stroud, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's start turning the page here. Him uh, retiring as a buck. I know, you know, Robert Kraft went on CNN today saying, you know, I'd, I'd love to have him sign a one day with New England. Normally that sort of formality is, is, is just done and written off, but th- there's some serious cap ramifications, right? Like let, let's talk about the, the unwinding of the Brady relationship in, in Tampa what's the scoop there, Rick? Well, I think there's a process at some point. Um, he would probably have to, you know, sign a, a, a one-year kind of minimum deal. they got to move money, uh, you know, with the Bucks. He's got to go on a retirement list at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, when when that process is done, uh, his, his, you know, $35 million, $11 million of it would count on this year's salary cap, $24 million on next year's salary cap, 
cap if they wait until after June 1st uh, to put him on the reserve retired list. And so um, I think he'll be agreeable to that. I, I don't get the whole ceremonial one-day contract business. I don't even, in my mind, I don't think Tom thinks that's necessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we'll see if he does that, you know, to, to help his buddy Robert Kraft. But, yeah, procedurally, uh, I think he's going to stay on the roster for a little while even though he's announced his retirement to the world just to give them some cap. It's similar to what Drew Brees did mm-hmm. uh, with the New Orleans Saints, um, you know, uh, uh, when he when he bowed out to, to reduce their cap stress. So actually by retiring and not playing more, uh, the Bucks will get some relief out of that rather than if he had gone somewhere else, it would have been the full – Thirty-five million, and of course they'll seek it, right? I mean, and 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 Brady's the type to to make sure that that oh, they're, yeah. they're not hamstrung or, or or caught on a on a hook for it. And I guess you know, yeah, the the entire um, time with Brady, the journey, the trip, the the venture, uh, everyone knew that the clock would strike midnight at some point, and it appears to finally be doing so right now. Because uh, the for now, the the the, uh, the you know for good is is not a for now. Last year kind of did still feel like a for now, like we couldn't believe it, and then it, it, he came back, as we all know. This this for good seems seems real. So now, what's the plan? W- what do you got for me at quarterback for this team right now? I don't have anybody. I mean, they got Kyle Trask, um, <laughs> you know, who's the only quarterback under contract. And, you know, Kyle has been here two years trying to learn a system that he's no longer going to play in. Wow. Um, That's right. You know, he's, he's not been a quick study uh, anywhere he's been. He's always been that guy that had to grind his way to his starting job, whether it was in at Florida or wherever. So, um, you know, the plan before Tom retired, unretired the first time was to bring Blaine Gabbert back and let him and Trask battle it out. Um, you know, that's why Arians bowed out, didn't want to leave him a bad team, whatever. I think now a lot will depend, Rich, on who they hire as an offensive coordinator. Um, and, you know, there's, they've interviewed a lot of guys, like seven guys. I think the guy that's probably the best for the job might be Todd Munkin, although I'm not sure why he would leave Georgia after two national championships. But, okay, he, he makes $2.1 million. If they gave him $3 million for three years, would that do it? I don't know. But the one thing I know about Todd is that uh, he worked a year in Cleveland, loved Baker Mayfield, loves him. So do you go that route? Do you go the free agent? Let's see if we can catch lightning in a bottle, Geno Smith type thing. Um, or do you swing for the fences, which is what the Glazers have, have wanted to do. They want to stay relevant, right? But at some point, you got to get your house in order too. So, you know, if uh, Derek Carr were to not be traded and becomes a free agent sometime in, before March, um, you know, are, are you trying to get him? Are you, you know, I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded to an NFC team. So yeah. that, that seems unlikely. Um, there's just not a lot of, of great options. So having said all that, um, you know, there, there are guys out there um, that they can maybe live with that will, you know, function with the football team. But the first thing is get the cap right. You know, they don't pick, they have the 19th overall pick. Um, they have to knock it out of the park in the draft somehow. Uh, you probably would want to maybe bring a quarterback with you. I mean, that's the other thing. Stetson Bennett was very functional in Munkin's offense. You don't know if, if that would be an option for them later in the draft. So they're, they're looking at everything and anything, but I, I, I tend to believe that uh, they're also going to have to, to, like I say, get their house in order. But it's, it was worth it, Rich. It was worth the ride, man. This was Brady's second act. He'll always be a Patriot, and, and he won all those Super Bowls and played all those years there, but – 
it was a pretty damn good second act. Uh, and I think he enjoyed his time here. And if you look at what he did, he threw for 15, what was it, uh, you know, 15,000 yards or something like that and got him to the playoffs three years in a row, won two division titles in a Super Bowl. Not too bad. Unbelievable. Not too bad at all. It's spectacular. I mean, worth every moment, worth every Absolutely. ounce of getting him and, you know, waiting out last year and, you know, this past year and whatever the next iteration at quarterback is going to be, whoever it's going to be, worth every single dime or time spent or blood, sweat or tear, all of it. I totally agree. But when you say big swing for the fences, you know, um, I'll throw a name out. You tell me if this is totally insane or not. But, you know, he, he wants to play in the state of Florida. He's from the state of Florida. I know it's it's not South Florida. It's Central Florida. What about uh, going in the complete opposite direction and, and seeing if Lamar Jackson's available? And if the Ravens do want to somehow move on or or they can't come to some agreement um, that this this is hammered out for, for the uh, next quarterback to be the exact – uh, stylist, stylistic uh, opposite of Tom Brady. Any thoughts on that at all? Well, I mean, he he would definitely fall under the you know the big swing category. That's what I'm Maybe saying. The biggest, right? I mean, I'm I'm kind of sitting here about what big swings if they if they are interested in one. I, I think Rogers never with the Packers um, want to yeah. trade him in in no, conference. No, Lamar Jackson makes sense because he's coming from the AFC. Right, and he's a Florida guy. If somehow they got stuck you'd have to make that phone call, right? See where they're at. Because like I said, some of these coordinators they're looking at like a Shea Tierney, for example, you know, he's the quarterback's coach uh, for the giants. I mean, what did he do with Daniel Jones? I look pretty good. Right. So you can do some stuff um, depending on who you hire as a coordinator uh, and, and make an offense that works for Lamar Jackson. No question about it. And look, there's still some pretty good players down here. Um, last time I checked, even though Mike Evans will be in his 10th year, which is hard to believe, Chris Godwin will be a year removed from the ACL injury. Um, you know, they, they've still got some guys and, and, um, that would be, that would be okay. You know, if he did that, you'd still be calling me next year. That would be fine. You know what? I knew you would say that. Look, Rick, you and I, just because Brady's not there (laughs) doesn't mean that I'm like new phone who dis, you know, with you. Okay. (laughs) Like, I am fascinated by the Buccaneers, no matter who is the quarterback, all right? You have my word, all right? I'm not going to be one of those, like, who? uh, look, man, thanks for the Brady years, but see you later. Trask, get out of here. You know what I mean? Uh, That sort of thing. I'm not going to do that. I I, I don't want, yeah, I understand. We had a good time together for three years. We should stay in touch, (laughs) absolutely, and I'm there for you, Rich. And hopefully they'll make this interesting. I hope... I hope they learn something from these Brady years and they can stay relevant. Um, but there's only one goat, so it may not be uh, as frequent. But yeah, absolutely. I hope uh, I hope we I hope we hear it from each other a lot. That's you know, I, look, Rick. I, I think I called you when Winston was the quarterback, right? I mean, didn't no, I? You did. I'm, I, I mean, know you did. you've never. <laughs> did I? I'm loyal, man. I'm always. You'll never lose my number. I mean, did you? Are you saying you you wear the scars of the Sean King years still? I mean, is that what you're saying? Even though he did he did he did play in an <laughs> NFC Championship game, you know what I mean? Look, I Winston, Winston was not an easy ride. You know, there were 33 interceptions in there somewhere that I had to endure. And that was the last uh, you know, year. That that's was, why they went to they. That's why they went to uh, Brady, right? I know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that was that was five years of my life that I will not get back. But then, you know, for 12 <laughs> years, they didn't make the playoffs. So 
who am I to complain? I just, you know, we had this, we had this carpet ride and they'll always be part of the, uh, uh, you know, Tom Brady always be part of the Bucks lore. And listen, if they, uh, if they erect a statue of them, and I think they probably will, it better be not the, the classic quarterback pose. Yes. They, they need to have him tossing that Lombardi trophy over a stream of water to Cameron Bright, who, by the way, mm-hmm. had two of the biggest receptions of Tom Brady's career. The last touchdown pass he ever threw mm-hmm. in the Lombardi Trophy across the Hills- Hillsborough <laughs> River. So there's a guy you need to talk to. See, this is why I'm calling you. Or even if Josh Freeman comes out of retirement and takes the job, I'm calling you. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? Absolutely. That's, that's yep. my word. And it is bond. It is a bond. Thanks for the call, Rick. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Anytime. All right. Talk, talk to you in 10 years. Take care, Rick. Thanks for the call. That's <laughs> <laughs> Rick Stratt, everybody. Where's that ball? Where's the last touchdown ball? You okay, said, so, no, hold on, hold on. Let's take a break. We're coming back. We're going to talk about it. 844 rich number dial. And Groundhog Day, what sports Groundhog Day would you want to relive? I know. I know. I know there's one on the phone line. We'll, we'll take that. And there's a couple more to come. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Which day would you want to relive sports-wise on Groundhog Day? Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. NetSuite wants to make sure you know your numbers because if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. It's that simple. If you have poor visibility because you are relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software, you are in trouble. To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. That's the answer. 
if you're using all that outdated equipment and, and software. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. You get visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite's everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes, close your books in no time. You stay well ahead of your competition. Already 32,000 businesses plus use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite is a new financing program for those ready to upgrade. At NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. All right, so uh, it's been well-established that Mike Evans takes valuable footballs thrown to him by Tom Brady and flips them in the stands because he flips them all in the stands. We had him on prior to the playoff game against the Cowboys, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And he, he says, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, he what he does. He's not. He, he said he wasn't going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, this wound up being Tom Brady's last game. Thankfully for Brady, Cameron Brate grabbed the ball. I'm assuming that ball is in Tom Brady's possession. Or the Buccaneers' possession, except they went for two, right? They went for two, yes. For and two. it went to Evans, right? It went to Mike Evans. Yeah. And what did you what What have you gleaned? Well, after watching it, Brake caught the touchdown, right? So as you watch Brake go through the celebrations, he's okay. still holding on to the ball. Okay. So I'm assuming that ball made it to the sideline. Yes. No one knew it was going to be last one. Evans caught the ball in the right corner of the end zone. He caught the two point conversion. There's a camera shot from behind him. He catches the ball. He stands up and. Just chucks the ball away. So, so it did not make the stands. It didn't make the stands. He just dropped it off on in the corner of the end zone. What's so with what's with him? We don't know where that ball is. Wow. But that's not somebody had to grab it. That's not Someone the ball that's gonna go to auction and get like a million dollars. But like, that was his last scoring it's, play, though. It's his last scoring play. play, but it's not a touchdown. Yeah. It's actually a dead play. It doesn't really it doesn't count for anything. Of course it does. Yeah, if, you, if for, you have the ball, it counts, it counts for two. <laughs> no, no, but it doesn't count. It, Brady the does, last point Brady scored get, by... Yes, he, doesn't he doesn't get two yards for that. He doesn't get a completion. But he gets two points on his points total, doesn't it, for his entire uh, career? No, only in fantasy. Yeah, maybe not. Mike yeah. Evans does. Mike Evans gets the two points. But the number of points that he has... You want to put on the board. Yeah, you want the touchdown ball. I I would agree the touchdown ball is far more valuable. But the last one, Evans did not throw in the stands like he did, like career touchdown 700 combined for playoffs and and, and regular season. Right. (laughs) Now, if that that guy who got that 700th football, that 700th touchdown football flipped to him and got all those, you know, got a lot for it, would he want to relive that day? Or and wasn't it Byron? Yeah. So. Well, no, right. Wasn't it Byron Kennedy? Wasn't yeah, it? He called yeah. into the show. Yeah. He called into the show, and we would he would relive the day and sell his crypto on the spot. On the spot. Or the his spot. Bitcoin, because yeah. he got money in Bitcoin, right? Yeah. He got one Bitcoin, which is like sixty k at the time. And just still say, pretty high. Don't hold on to that. It's uh, it's not. Don't hold on to that. It's not sixty yeah, k. <laughs> He'd relive that moment. Mike Evans comes up to him each time. Cash Four thousand, Mike. But look, he, he he'd got season for tickets, more. I think. He'd hold so. out for more on, on, on like day 10. Well, right? you couldn't hold out for more, season Rich, because tickets, right? got it tickets. turned out to not be the last one, so he couldn't no, hold no, out. No, no, no. That, that was a different one. That was a different one. That was the one when he, he caught, no, he, this guy caught a milestone 700th career touchdown okay. pass for Brady, regular and playoff seasons combined. There was a dude who caught the, who, who got the one. That we thought was the last. Th- that we thought was gotcha. the last one in auction. It wasn't flipped to him. That's he bought right. it in auction for a ton of money. And when Brady right. unretired, he got th- his money he back. Got his money back. Because yeah, right. it was just the regular old football. <laughs> it's just, 
Just now it's the Cameron Brait caught one. That's the one. Where is it? Uh, th- he had a. I'm sure either Brait kept it or gave it to Brady. Right? Usually the player keeps it. Yeah, right? I mean, but I doubt Brait. How do you pass. not give that to Tom Brady? Brady probably wouldn't have given it to him at the moment because right, he had exactly. no idea he knowing. Know. But Brait, one thousand percent, did not Dude. spike the ball. He didn't chuck it. He had it in his hand for a few seconds. I think everybody in that building knew this was the end. Let's just ask him. You think? I'm going to tweet Cameron Didn't Brady. they all say, didn't Ian, Ian's report said the day after they all thought like Brady was talking and acting like it was over? We need Cameron Brady. Well, remember, to we come talked in. to Rick Stroud. I got the podium after it felt like he was well, saying he, goodbye. He says to his the parents media room. goodbye. Yeah. He said goodbye to the media room. But at the time when he grabs the ball, I, I would be holding on to that if I'm Cameron Brady. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, that ball's going to put Cameron Brady's kids through college if he <laughs> held on to He's it. He's giving it to Tom Brady. <laughs> that ball is on Brady's shelf. By the way, uh, I saw, and if the NFL tweeted out or Instagrammed out as well, Brady's first career touchdown pass, and I got it. I got it from my, my two Buckeye honks, Terry Glenn. It was Terry Glenn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. I got it in my text exchange from uh, the money manager to the stars, uh, Don Weir, and Bre- and Breer texted it to me saying, hey, "Michigan man threw, threw it with a Buckeye Buckeye to start his career." Like, okay, got it. Do you know who called it? Ian Eagle. No way. Ian Eagle called Brady's first touchdown pass on CBS. If I'm not mistaken, a few years ago, there was a big article about what happened to that ball because Terry Glenn threw it in the stands. Yeah, right. Yeah, we talked about this on the show last year. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's why I, I just had the same reaction that I probably, I think I had last year. Yeah. It's like, what? why are people taking Brady's footballs and throwing them in the stands? Hey, well, Terry Glenn's well, a little back understandable. Then, you didn't know if Brady was going to start the yeah. next week. Oh, my God. He was still wearing the emotional scars of the Parcells years. Can you imagine if a coach referred to a receiver these days as she because he thought the the player wasn't tough enough? Could you imagine if Parcells had done or some coach had done that today? They'd probably get fired, right? Well, reprimanded to say the least. Hour three coming up. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. I see all these phone lines lit, and it gives me great pleasure because we're going to do this whole business of of Groundhog Day for sports. Outstanding. 844-204-RICH being the number to dial right here. Uh, did you see the Super Bowl uniforms have been the uh, have been tweeted out? This is how that Casey's wearing white, right? Yeah, because the, it, there it is. There's Mahomes wearing it. Right there. That's how they were putting the patches on. Putting the patches on, and they sew them. The That's Eagles. Cool. The Eagles had a video of the patch being sewn. So the Eagles on. wearing the green. Eagles are they're the home Ooh. team and said we are wearing green. green. They wore green against the Patriots, right? I'd imagine yeah. so. I think they did, didn't they? That's what I'm trying to remember. Yeah, they I think, did. I think they yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. So they're the home team, quote unquote home team. It cool. switches back and forth, and they say they're wearing green. It's going to be a great game. I'm pretty excited. So, so many people are, are asking me, you know, for my opinion. I was on Rex Chapman's pod. It came out today. I recorded it yesterday uh, from home. And um, I, I, I can't tell. Right now, I have no idea. And everyone thought, what a cop out. I have no idea. Either one of these teams can win. There's no like. Who, wrote, who, who do we get in? in we, we have one prediction so far, right? We have. From Eli, right? We have one, yeah. Eli. Eli, Eli chose said, the Chiefs. Eli said Chiefs. It felt like Chris Long was leaning Chiefs. Well, he, he's coming on Monday, so we'll get him there. Uh, oh, he, we didn't ask Jesse Palmer. I'll text him. Yeah. Eagles are still the favorite. One and a half points. Oof. Good to know. <laughs> Hour three coming up. <laughs>